This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I mean, know what your greatest power is. I believe your greatest power is the power of choice. We've been talking about choices and how God wants us to make life choices. Choices affect us and affects other people. And we've been looking at these choices. Many times they're, they're simple things, and sometimes they're very important things. Sometimes we have trouble with the very simple things, like um, what are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat Mother's Day? You know, what, what are we going to do? Or all these simple things, but then there's important things that we'll just overlook. And we're going to look at that, um, not this week, but, but later on. But I want you to know choices are made all the time. And in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose, everybody say it, life. This is God speaking. He said, in the earth is blessing, cursing, life, death. And then he tells us what to choose. He says, choose life. Choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So he gives us the answer. And the word life there, we found that in the Hebrew, means the state uh, of your life here on earth or living now in this earth. God is concerned or he wants you to live the best life while you're on this earth. He's not only wants heaven to be great for you, in which it will be, he wants earth to be pretty awesome. In fact, he died to give us abundant life. And there's choices and things that we have to make in order for that grace to come into our lives, making life choices. Now, this tells us that we're the ones that choose. You know God will not choose for you. God will not overrule you and say, well, I'm going to choose for you this time. No, he wants you to choose. He's delegated the power to choose to us. We make the choice. We choose. He has chosen not to choose for you. He will not change your mind for you. You have to decide and choose. And that's one of the greatest, once you understand this, it'll clarify and help you understand some of the things that we go through because we've all made bad choices. Amen? Or am I the only one? <laughs> we've all made bad choices. But we found out some good news that you can make good choices or life choices will trump bad choices or death choices. Life Choices are stronger than death choices or bad choices. So you, we can choose the blessing of the Lord in our life. We can make those choices. Now I'm not going to get into a review here very long. Uh, just you can get the CDs from the earlier uh, messages because last time we stayed in review the whole time. So we're going. We're going to move on. I did talk about that if you don't understand something, 
we need to give that thing to God. Has anybody ever had something that they just don't understand? They thought everything, they were doing the right things, but it did not happen the way they wanted it to happen. They don't understand. Anybody here? Raise your hand. Okay. All of us. Those things you got to give to God. I've seen people not give those things to God, and they get in trouble. They start questioning and start blaming. They, they blame themselves or they blame others, and they eventually they'll even blame God. And, but we need to give those things to Him because there, there's, a, there's a reason. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Ellen's mom, when she died of cancer, and I told you about the dream I had. And by the way, I've, I've, I'd forgotten this. Robin actually had the same dream uh, about uh, her mom. But I said that I came to a point I realized the reason she died was not because God was not a healer. It wasn't God's fault. I said it was my fault. But what I meant, generally speaking, it's never God's fault. It's always people. Amen? That's a good place to say amen. <laughs> it's never our fault. God is perfect. He's already told us all the promises of God are yes and amen. He's provided for us everything that we can need. He's provided prosperity, healing. All these things are ours. Direction, wisdom, joy, peace. They're provided, but we receive those things. And there's been people I've prayed for there. They're telling me they, they want to live. We're praying for them to live. Then I found out after they die, they have been planning to die. There's things that we don't know many times that are going on. And it's okay if you're a believer and you want to go on, go. Amen? Now, there's been people the Lord's told me to pray for, and I've said, Lord, what's going on in their life? And I've heard him say, none of your business. Yes, sir. I mean, now that makes you think even more. I wonder why. No. But God will reveal. He will, he will show us things, and, and we, can, we can grow and, and move on. You know, Anna Lanier, um, her brother-in-law, just passed away. She's, she's gone down to, to be with her sister, Jay, who had an incredible healing of E. coli, not... I mean, the odds of her living are, are it's just, a, it's a miracle of God. The doctors will declare it's a miracle of God that she's alive. She's going back to work, but her husband passes away. And, you know, we were praying for him uh, to live. That was a prayer request, but then I, I talked to Anna later, and he had wanted to go home. He had already given, given up and wanted to go home, and... I mean, no, when you make a choice, is God going to override your choice? Y'all brilliant. No, he gives us the power to choose. We choose him or we can not choose him. We choose life or we, if you don't choose life, you automatically get death. So we, we need to choose Life, choose Him. God wants us to exercise your power to choose so that you can experience God's best in your life. He wants you to use. It's not that He doesn't care um, about what's going on in your life. I mean, he does, he does care, 
but he wants you to use his power to choose life, to choose good where you can experience the best life. You choose. Say, I choose. Life choices get graced by God. He cannot favor a deaf choice. I cannot go, God, I need some money. And I see a bank over there. I ask you to bless me. I ask you to help me with the best disguise. That fake mustache like the ladies wear. I ask you to bless me with a... I'll be camouflaged when I go in. Bless me with the right pistol. Bless me that the guard will fall asleep. And I even notice and I come in. I'll take the money and, and get away. And I promise to give you some of the money. Now how many know God can't favor that prayer? And it happens a lot. We, we think it, it doesn't, but it, it happens. Grace comes when we make life choices. Good choices. Choosing to obey God is a life choice. It's a choice you make. I'm going to obey God. If it's in His Word, I'm going to obey Him. Choosing to do what I want to do is a deaf choice. Proverbs 8.34, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me and harms himself, all who hate me love death. It's, it's not man Proverbs, it's, it's wisdom. And wisdom is a person, it's, it's the Lord. Romans 6.16, it says, Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living or a life, life choices. You can choose. See, when you choose to go with God, He brings grace to empower you or to support that choice. Isn't that good? He gives you the ability and strength to follow through on that choice. It doesn't mean that you won't stumble some and, and be perfect. None of us are. But His ability and grace is there to help you through. So we need to decide. We need to stop trying. We need to decide. We need to choose to obey God. You don't make the choice in the midst of the thing. You make the, the choice before I'm going to obey God. And you plan, plan for that. Isaiah 1.19 says, If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. You know, how many times that children, they don't want to listen to what their parents are teaching them. Maybe you need to eat your vegetables. You really need to take a bath. Take a shower. It's been a week. Things are getting rough in here. Brush your teeth. Get the green stuff out. Take, take this medicine. Take your vitamins. Wherever it is, I mean, know that a lot of times that's not what children want to do, what we're teaching them. But how many of us don't want to do what the Lord's teaching us to do? Maybe you don't want to 
read the Bible. Maybe that sports app is more attractive to you than the Bible. Can, I can understand. There, you know, there can be, maybe you're resistant to prayer, and the Bible says to pray. Maybe you're resistant to giving. I don't want to tithe. I don't want to give. I understand. I don't want to serve on no dream team. There's only one dream team, and they won the Olympics, and I'm a, I'd rather be served, you know. <laughs> understand. But here's the point. If you do everything you want you to do, everything you want to do, you'll not eat the best of the land. You'll not have the best life. You've got to do what He wants you to do. You can't just do what you want. Glad that blessed you. This in your notes. We experience life and blessing, or we eat the best of the land when we embrace God's commands and obey His principles in our life, or when we choose life. When we take that path of obedience... You don't know what's down that path until you go down that path. You don't know what relationships will be uh, uncovered, what opportunities will be there. You don't know what growth will take place in your life as you go down that path of obedience. That path of obedience brings more reward than any other path. Serving God, obeying His Word and His principles brings rewards beyond anything else. See, we have to choose that path. You have to make the choice. Whether I like it or not, I'm going to do what he says do. It's a choice. We can say no. Or we can say yes. We need to say yes. A life choice is choosing to embrace my reality. A death choice is to despise my reality. Maybe you despise where you are. Maybe you think you should be at a different place than where you are. Maybe you're just bitter, unhappy. Maybe you've been disappointed. Maybe you're just despising where you're at, and you're frustrated and worried and hopeless, and you're, you're blaming other people. So you, you've got to make a choice. You have a choice before you. Maybe you're single and want to be married. Maybe all your friends are married. Maybe all your friends are saying, why aren't you married? Maybe you're wondering how a person as talented as you are, as loving and caring as you are, as attractive as you are, could not even be in a relationship at all. What do you do with your reality? If you're despising where you're at, you can stop a better life. Because you're choosing the wrong thing. You're not choosing life. Maybe your plans have tanked. Nothing's going the way you planned. Maybe there's so much hurt, there's so much regret and pain. You have a crossroad. You have a choice to make. You can despise where you're at, and you know what will happen? More frustration, more anxiety, more worry, more fear. 
you will stop your growth. You'll get stuck and start moving backwards, despising where you're at. Or you can embrace your reality and choose life and start developing yourself and work on your relationship with the Lord. Work on your, your life having peace and being a person that forgives, being a person of excellence. You can choose life and you can make progress and you can move forward. You can cast the care of that thing. You can release that thing that's been hindering you and say, I'm going with God. I'm choosing life and move forward. Embracing my reality and choosing life. Not blaming God. And I'm not saying... There's a difference in blame and responsibility. Don't take blame, all these bad choices, and, and beat yourself up. But take responsibility and say, from now on, I'm going to choose life. Things are going to be different. I'm going a different way because I want the blessing of God in my life. Choosing life. Choosing to go to Him. Think about Chrissy Hampton. Chrissy in here. Down there. <laughs> Chrissy Hampton who desired to have a baby, her and Billy, and, and what happened? She has a miscarriage. I mean, no, that's painful. That's a hard, it's a hard thing. It's a difficult thing. And, and it happens so much now. Many times people have a, a, a miscarriage. And that hurt and that pain can become a part of your life unless you make some choices and choose life. Now, I asked Chrissy, how did you overcome this grief? How did you overcome this, this pain? And she said, well, the baby, we were going for an ultrasound and this baby was going to have to be raised from the dead. It was at that point. And she said it was like the Hebrew children in the fire, if you remember the story. And she said, if this baby's raised from the dead or not, I will not bow. I refuse to be defeated, and I will serve the Lord my God and give him praise. How many know that is a life choice? That's choosing life. That's choosing to be positive and life a life choice in the midst of death situation and circumstance. Choosing to move forward. And God brings healing to your heart when you make those choices. But if you despise your reality and stay there, you won't move on. And she, she moved on. Her and, and Billy moved on. And now they have a Samuel. And many of you have, have done that. You moved on. You pressed on. And I, I thank God that He's the comforter. The Spirit comforts us and gives us strength in those times. And she said, the biggest thing that helped her over that grief, she said, I know where He is and I will see Him again. And when I see Him again, there will be no separation. I will be with Him forever. Can't beat that one. 
I know, Ellen and I know the pain uh, of that, a, a miscarriage. We had a couple miscarriages. I did, just a, a side note, I did have a dream. Y'all know I'm a dreamer. In this dream, I was up in heaven, and I was greeting people. It was like a, a greeting for someone who died, and I was not the one who had died. The Lord just let me be there. And I'm, I'm watching all this, but people are coming up, hugging me and greeting me, and I'm talking to them and everything. And the crowd's kind of dispersing some, and uh, the person who was really there, it was for them, they're, they're going that way. I'm standing there, and I'm talking to this person, and I see behind this person, just maybe five feet behind, I see this, this young lady. And... Um, it's kind of like, the only way I can describe it, it's like I have a movie, you know. You're minding your own business, then you turn, and you, she's there. Everything focused on her. And I, I moved from the person and stepped to the side, and she came to me, and we hugged. As soon as she hugged me, I said, I know you. She goes, yeah, I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter, Sarah. said, Sarah, it's, it's great to see you. And she said, I love you. I love Mama. And you'll be up here. It was a joyful thing. So said, we'll, we'll be together. And she said, sis, in here, the Lord let me come. Because so we had two miscarriages. When you, you've had miscarriage or you've had abortion, they're, they're with the Lord. Amen. They're in your future. Mm. Another person that comes to mind, a woman of faith, and, and there's, there's so many of you that this, ladies, y'all are awesome. There's so many of you, you know, we could say the same thing about, have done great things. Joyce Campbell, um, think about her, September 2012, her baby son was murdered. On the news and everything, I, I, I talk uh, to Joyce, and, and you know, the thing that really struck me, she was interested in ministering to her family. That it was like this was an opportunity for her to get the family together and preach Jesus to them. And the strength that was there, and I'm not saying it's, it's hard. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I, she, loves, she loves the Word, and she knows God. And she said, it was never one moment of defeat in it, because I knew he had accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord, and I knew where he was. What comfort we have when we know a person where they're at. <laughs> And she said that she was able to offer up thanksgiving. She said it was a sacrifice of praise. Said she didn't feel like praising God, but she offered up the sacrifice of praise. And she made this statement. She said, every day the peace would get a little longer. That every day, the peace would get extended until the peace overtook 
the grief and remained and stayed. And she said there was no more sacrifice of praise, but there was a flow of praise and worship to our God. That's a woman of faith. That's a woman who didn't despise reality, but took it and said a life choice, made a life choice, chose the Word and chose God in the midst of that situation. And she's still ministering today to those kids. Told me about the situation, what she's praying for, and believing God. See, if you have a godly mom uh, grandma, you are so blessed. You know, they're praying for you. I mean, that's the intercessors. You get a mama. <laughs> you get some grandmas. They are praying and interceding. That breakthrough came for her. I love that peace kept stretching every day. Instead of making the wrong choice, a deaf choice, and depression kept stretching. And oppression kept stretching every day. Another person comes to mind is Connie Kerbo. Connie Kerbo, in 1991, her husband passed away. Married for a little over 40 years. It's a long time. And we have a, a, a picture of her and, and her husband. And this is at, actually it was their 40th anniversary. It was a prize uh, celebration for them. And she didn't have enough income to make it. Three sons, and she, she needed money. Now, instead of looking for a job, she decided to start a business. I mean, no, that's a life choice. I mean, that takes faith. She had been making some draperies, doing some things on the side, but nothing to the scope that was needed to put food on the table. And she made a decision. She took a couple classes and, and went to the drapery business. And there's her three sons. And she said that the, the, the grief, the, she said there's no doubt without God she would not have made it. Can you imagine going through that grief and starting your own business? I mean, no, starting your own business is enough. <laughs> but both of those at the same time, but there was a grace upon her. She did have one time, it looked like she had detached retina and she only could see out of one eye. I mean, know that. A one-eyed drape maker is not a very good drape maker. <laughs> and she's at the eye doctor, and she said, the eye doctor goes, we have a miracle in here. Kerbo has a miracle. And the eye was healed. There had been prayer, and God healed the eye. And then... Even with the business, she was devoted and is devoted to the Lord and for over 40 years has ministered freedom 
to people. Over 40 years. And helped so many people. What am I I'm talking about? I'm talking about women who have made life choices. I'm talking about moms that have done the right thing. Not, easy, not the easy way, but God's way. And God has graced them and empowered them. Maybe you've lost a, a child. Maybe you were pregnant with a dream and it got aborted. Maybe you miscarried. Maybe you had a delivery of that thing and maybe the business was in hand or maybe that house or wherever it was and maybe it got killed. Maybe it was stopped. Maybe you feel like your, your life is, is done. Or maybe the one that you were married to, your, maybe a relationship has died in your life. Maybe a spouse died. Maybe your parents have died and maybe you feel alone. I'm telling you, you can make a life choice. You can choose to make a choice that will bring the very blessing of God. And you're alone, you can have friends. Divorce is not the end. If you'll make a life choice, it will trump those bad choices and you can move forward with God. God is faithful and God is in love with you. But you have to choose Him. And this life it has a way of pushing sometimes against us. And, and the Bible says there's tribulation, but we don't like to talk about that part. So there's persecution for the Word's sake. But we don't like to talk about that part. I'm not saying that we can't win. We do win. I'm saying you've got to choose. You've got to choose. And when you do, there's God. I think about the Apostle Paul. I mean, know Paul went through some things. I mean, know that Paul maybe had reason to complain or to murmur. Everybody go, murmur. That's when you're complaining under your breath. Murmur. Murmur. No, God doesn't like murmuring, complaining. That's not a life choice. We got to be positive. We got to choose. Choosing to be positive is a life choice. Choosing to be negative is a deaf, deaf choice. And you can read and in 2 Corinthians 11, 23, all the things that, that Paul went through, he was uh, beaten, put in prison, he was stoned, he was uh, shipwrecked, he uh, was into forced fasting, he was robbed. I mean, all these things happened to him, yet he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He said, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. He wrote that in prison. We need to be thankful, and we need to choose God. We need to choose life. Sue Ann uh, Higginbotham was telling me she has started uh, a thankfulness journal. She's had some things come against her, but she's turning around for God's honor and glory, quoting Scripture, coming against the enemy, and thanking God. For the blessing. That's faith. 
And that makes the difference in our lives. I want you to bow your heads. If today you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, I want to give you an opportunity. It's just surrendering your heart. It's saying, I surrender, Lord. I need your life. And if you never accepted Him, that means you haven't chosen life. You haven't chosen the author of life. You've got to choose Him. How do you choose Him? You say yes to Him. I'll lead you in a prayer to help you with that. But it means when you die and you leave this this world, you go straight to, to heaven to be with Him forever and ever. Hell is not God's choice for man. Hell is God honoring the power to choose of humanity. If they choose, don't choose life and choose death, He will honor that choice and they can go to the place of death. But He says choose life. Choose Him. Maybe you've prayed this prayer before, but you know you're not connected with Him. You, you haven't been living for God. You want the rest of your life to make a difference. I'm not going to ask you to come down. Just we're going to pray while you're in your seat. If that's you, no one look around. Just raise your hand and we'll pray. Just put your hand up and then put it down. And we will pray and believe God. Thank you, Lord. Let's all pray together. Say, dear Lord, thank you for Jesus Christ. He died for my sins. Lord, I have failed. I have sinned. I thank you that the price was paid for my failure and my sins. Jesus did it for me. I surrender my life. I make a life choice. I choose life. I choose Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. I believe he died for me and was raised from the dead. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are